0: Howdy, howdy! This is MJ with uh, swinging through comics. Today, I want to be talking about Ultraman, The Rise of Ultraman. Ultraman, The Rise of Ultraman. That's that's what it looks like on the uh, on, <laughs> on the comic comic cover. Uh, anyway, issue two, which came out October seventh, so just a couple days ago, as I am uh, recording this, I read this not too long ago, like less than thirty minutes ago, and uh, I gotta say, I was impressed. I liked the first issue, all right. This second issue is. Uh, as the kids say fire and uh, I was just I was really impressed with it and um, it's I don't know it's more firmly put me as an Ultraman fan so uh, I'm gonna go ahead and for y'all watching the video version of it I'm gonna zoom up on the uh, cover and I'm just gonna talk about it uh, it's cool it's cool it's got those um, Ships that I like so much from the U.S.P. and it's got Ultraman on the cover, even though he only sort of appears in this. Uh, it's got Kaiju, which appear <laughs> in this, um, and it—I uh, guess it's Muramatsu on the left side. I couldn't figure out who that was supposed to be, but I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be Muramatsu on the left, and then um, Fuji or Kiki is uh, is on the right at the top. Um, she and he do. They do a pretty good job of having them share roles in this episode, and, um, I'm not one of these, like, Comic Skate guys, or one of the people who complains, uh, overly about, like, you know, hash or not hashtag, but like, TM, strong female characters being included and in stuff. Uh, I grew up with Xena, and Sarah Connor, and, uh, Ripley, and I can't think of anybody else at the moment, um, but, like, Nefertiri and Mummies Alive, and, like, you know, I love Sora and Mimi, and the Digimon in that show, and, you know, Rika Nanaka was fantastic from Digimon Tamers and stuff, so, like, I got no problem with, you know, awesome female characters, you know, Excel Saga, um, whatever. So, there's lots of different stuff, and, you know, that's a comedy show, but still, Excel was, you know, the lead. Anyway, um, I'm gonna get into uh, talking about uh, the credits, and then we I'll get deeper into this because uh, I have much to say. Um, Oh boy, I seem to have lost my credits. Screen grab and I'm gonna pause real quick because I want to give credit. Well, here we go. It's kind of on the front. So this is credited to Higgins, although it's weird on the Marvel website. It says inactive next to his name. Um, So I wonder if maybe Higgins and Groom are writing this together and maybe... uh, Because they co-wrote the first issue. um, And I think Higgins took the uh, Kaiju Steps issues and... I think they co-wrote the Ultra Q uh, story as well. Anyway, it looks like Matt Groom, Matthew Groom, wrote this. Um, he was the lead writer on this. Uh, Mana did the arts, uh, and then this uh, Grundertyn did the uh, the colors, right? Or no? Was it the lettering? Oh, I'm so sorry. I really, uh, I really had intended to do this the proper way. But if you look in the show notes for this, or if you look on my blog at slash stc um and you find the entry for this you'll be able to see uh, exactly who did what in the credits and it'll be super clear there and uh, i i goofed sorry about that anyway uh, i have to say that uh going through this i went ahead and made myself uh you know thumbnails as i do and i was using those to kind of think about the issue and uh i picked two quotes for two different thumbnails for it. I have one is far from perfect which is short which is I'm far from perfect but basically give me a chance and I can become more uh, and that's from Shinyata and Ultraman or this particular Ultra said to him that you don't understand he's saying you can't become an Ascended Ultra and I guess I'll just really—I uh, don't know. What do I want to do? I love the art in this. Um, this image that I featured uh, on one of the thumbnails has Ultraman in like these dull gray colors, and uh, there's this really neat like uh, disintegrating effect as they're inside of each other's minds, basically, as they're locked in this uh, this field after Shin, you know, shot him, touched fingers, <laughs> whatever. Um, and, like, they're talking about kaiju and, like, the lore and stuff, and the lore is really cool. Um, I'll just read this line real quick. Um, this energy, the energy of kaiju, is drawn to darkness, the dark to darkness of the soul, greed, jealousy, hate. And, basically, this Ultra has come to Earth, uh, just like his brother before him, because Earth is uh, gonna be, it's on the precipice of a kaiju crisis, uh, as he calls it, where... Uh, the world will become overrun by kaiju and then uh, all these dark emotions will be stoked in human hearts and souls and the kaiju will feed off of that and I assume it doesn't really say I assume that the planet will be destroyed and all life on it will be destroyed and the ultras uh, the idea well, I'll, I'll share the war because it's so cool and it's what really touched me um, the ultras go from planet to planet and they will uh, help the beings ascend when they can um, so that they can uh, make themselves basically inconsumable or, like, indigestible to, like, insusceptible, I guess is the right way to say that, uh, to the kaiju and the darkness of the kaiju, and um, humans, Earth, has been judged to be uh, unworthy or incapable of this ascension, and, uh, that's kind of the crux of the whole issue. Now, besides that, you have all this great st- stuff going on with Mur- Muramatsu and Kiki, Muramatsu feels all this guilt, he feels responsible for Shin apparent death. Um, you have, uh, through their exposition, it's revealed that there's more going on with the USP than they know. Uh, he's like the shift commander and he sets schedules for people in the area and this place that they end up going to where that giant weapon that I complained about, how it was drawn—I. My argument still stands that it wasn't drawn super well, (laughs) Um, especially because I had to figure out that that's what shot down this Ultra ship, Uh, and um, anyway, it just was so unclear in the art. Anyway, um, but that gun, the starlight, whatever, uh, at this facility was fired from there, um, and there, the guy who was on duty that day guarding it was supposed to have the day off. So uh, Muramatsu knew that that meant that there's way more going on than uh, he knew that he knows about because he knows that he's doesn't have access to classified material. And what Kiki's been able to find out uh, is just uh, affirming that stuff to him. So he really puts his life on the line in a r- awesome display of, of coolness and boldness and bravery. And... Um, he allows her to go and talk to this scientist who actually developed the technology uh, for that big cannon that shot down this ultra ship. Um, So that's all super cool. Um, But but that's like, that's all super cool and engaging, but that's just the side story. What really got me was this emotional core. And I won't, I'll just talk about it broadly, but Shin's saying like, hey, let me be like, I I know you're saying we have to merge or reconcile ourselves, but like, let me be in control, please. Uh, Like I'm worried, Well, I think he is fearful somewhat to give up control because that's natural, but he's also saying that like he wants to be um, A light uh, and that he wants to step up into this heroic role and he wants to show that humans can ascend and this ultra is telling him that he can't Uh, And he says because you don't understand he's trying to explain all this stuff to him They do this awesome thing that I've noticed uh, recently in other Marvel books um I don't know which one it was, but I was talking about it recently. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, Where they have all these word bubbles on top of each other. They're overlapping. It's unclear. It's difficult to read. And uh, it's cool because it's taxing to read. And I was trying to read it uh, quickly because I felt like uh, the way it was set up, it was demanding to be read quickly. And I was trying to read each thing. And I I missed some of it, just like Shin did, or Hayata did in this, um, and he calls him Shin Hayata, uh, in this exchange because he's incapable. And it's neat that I am a, I as a, reader am incapable of fully comprehending what's going on and that's going on to the character too so it really like pulled me into it there and uh that was a lot of fun um but then i love how he tells the ultra like no i want to do that push me like i want you to guide me i want to be in control but i want you to guide me and i want to show that humans can be more than what you think and what you and your people have judged us to be and it's awesome i love this line he says uh i'm so far from perfect but I can rise to this challenge. We all can, if you give us a chance." And the Ultra agrees, and that's really cool. And he says this great line, he says, "'I hope you're ready, Shin Hayato, "'because your fate, my fate, "'and the fate of your entire world is in your hands.'" And then he hands him the little capsule device that uh, Shin Hayato will use to transform into Ultraman. And I just love it, so. um I mean, I kind of spoiled... I, I don't know. I kind of spoiled the issue, but I also didn't because uh, there's so much more than what I went into, uh, and it's definitely worth your read. The art is good. I think the art is better this time, uh, which is inter- interesting because it's the same artist, um, but there weren't those uh, you know, backups, the Kaiju steps, or the Ultra Q story in there. It was just all this story, and it was all really good. Um, very compelling. Uh, I was moved. I <laughs> ran over and told my wife about it. She said, eh, you know, you're, uh, you get emotional from everything. But, which is kind of true, but Tokusatsu for some reason, it just hits me in such a way. Even in comic book form here, uh, it's doing a great job. This is way better than uh, Spider-Man Bloodline, uh, which is something I've recently been reviewing on this channel, um, or comic I've recently been reviewing. Uh, and it's, uh, it's better than uh, Beast Heart Strikers. And uh, I don't say that to be mean. Um, but, uh, you know, this is more of the tokusatsu stuff I was hoping for in a comic book form, uh, than, like, what Beast Strikers has going on. And, which, it's good, it's enjoyable, um, but it's just not, like, going where I want it to go, and it's not being, like, it's tokusatsu and other stuff. It's a, to- it's a comic book that happens to have tokusatsu and, like, romance and other stuff in it, whereas this is, like, it's a tokusatsu comic book, and I'm really liking it, and I think, uh... I really like Ultraman. Uh, I've said that before, um, but like the more Ultra stuff I get exposed to, the more I like it, and uh, the better it is, the better it gets. And gosh, I don't know, the more I enjoy it. But like, this speaks to me of the heart of uh, of what Ultraman is. And uh, I had asked because uh, I have this writing project that I have where I want to do um, uh, comic. I actually wanted to do some kids' stories that are inspired by Ryder, Sentai, and Ultraman, and I was trying to figure out, like, what is the core of, you know, Super Sentai, because I don't know it as well as I know Ryder, and then, like, what's the core of Ultraman? And I asked Pre or Sunglass, I don't really know how she calls herself, but it looks like Sunglass, which is funny. Anyway, I asked her, she runs capes and cool scarves, and, uh, she has a, a Twitter account and stuff, she talks about Ultraman, um, does a bunch of really cool work on it, um, Comprehensive stuff that I can't even like I don't even get into because it's like well I'm not really watching the thing maybe if it was in a video format I'd you know tune in to hear all her thoughts on it But because the format I just don't have time to read because I have all these other things on anyway She talked about the core of Ultraman being like an intellectual curiosity about the world like nobility courage uh, All these positive things and like those are all the things that uh, the ultra here like conveys to Shin that Humanity like doesn't fully possess and it's like setting that up for Uh, him to want to ascend to and I think that's why this is called the rise of Ultraman because there's even this line in there about ultra and man you know the Shin Hayata and the ultra that he's communing with um, you know merging together into not an ultra not a man but an ultra man and um, I think it all falls in line very much with what she said the ethos of Ultraman is and it's super exciting and uh, it's funny knowing like the core theme and the core message of it does not detract from like watching the beauty of it unfold in front of you as you're reading the issue. So, like, anyway, you should definitely read this. Like, if you like any superhero comics, uh, I think you should read this. If you like Spider-Man, if you like Cap, um, you should definitely read this. This actually reminds me a little bit, and I don't know how much Groom has done, because this was mostly him on the writing credit. Um, I don't know how much he's done, but this reminded me of some of the more emotional stuff in um, Spider-Man Life Story written by Chip Zdarsky, uh, art done by Mark Beckley. Um, And, like, how good it was and, like, it gets to the core and it feels almost like Spider-Man's core, his heart, like, the thing that makes that character work is almost the same thing as Ultraman. uh, And that thought occurred to me while I was reading this because of, like, how deep and emotional it got and, like, that idea of hope and holding on to the light through the darkness and, like, trying to become better and trying to reach these things, that whole power-responsibility thing... Uh, it, like the greater the power you have, the more responsibility you have, right? It's kind of the same thing uh, with the ultras, where like they have ascended to this universal mentality and they see the connections between all life and all this stuff. And it's like a really ascended spiritual idea. And I just, I love that. I love that spirituality. I loved it in Commander Ghost while I was watching that, you know, regardless of what you can say about that show. And I love how it's being conveyed here. And I'm really looking forward to seeing how. Uh, ultra, or this Ultraman guides uh, guide Shin Hayata in his journey. And I'm disappointed this is only going to be five issues. Uh, I wanna, I, I wanna, I'm interested to see what happens in the five issues. I hope it concludes in such a way that it's open to telling more stories in the future uh, while having its own conclusion here. And uh, that's all I'm going to say. If you enjoyed this, like, comment, and share to help me grow. Don't forget to subscribe to keep current with each release. Chat with me on Twitter at MJ underscore scribe. Visit mjmunios.com slash podcasts to find the multiple feeds in which I analyze Star Wars Tokusatsu comics and more. Visit mjmunios.com slash support for links to my Redbubble and coffee pages so you can help me keep doing the things I do. Thank you so much for your time and attention. Until next time, be well and may you find the strength to be the hero you needed in your most desperate hour.